0: What you did before today is done. You can't rest on that. You always have to keep going to another level. So don't sleep in the trophy room. And I've learned that at Bad Boy having a lot of awards and accolades and breaking a lot of records. Every morning I wake up Hustling like, like it's a new beginning. It's a chance for me to ne- reach a new height. So I stand on the shoulders of my successes and my trophies, but I don't sleep in the trophy room.
1: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Worthy for 30. Uh, I'm very excited to introduce my next guest, Carlos davalet Valle, also known as Los Antonio, the host. No sleeping in the trophy room. Welcome to the show, Carlos Thank you so
0: much, Eric. It means so much. Thank you for for having me on your platform, man. It means, it means a lot.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Carlos, you and I, we've known each other for a while. We worked together. You at Blue Flame, which is the agency that Sean Diddy Combs owned or owns. When you were working on the Ciroc uh, vodka brand and I was at Buddy Media, as you were, you and your team were really you know pushing social media and scaling social media for the Ciroc brand and the other brands that Diddy owns. Can you tell us just how you got to hosting No being in the Trophy Room, what your journey has been, just to give us some context?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned Blue Flame Agency, which is where I got my start as an intern in the marketing department. And that was in like 2013, I want to say, like 2012, Mm -hmm. 2013. And upon my arrival, I I was able to just work with various departments in the agency, that were, that was digital marketing, experiential, spirits, clothing, record label. So it was really just like a, a Willy Wonka by the chocolate factory of just marketing going on. So I really got exposed to just different, different verticals and digital marketing was something that just always piqued my interest. I really liked what I always heard in that, out of that department. So that's where I became uh, familiar with just social media, digital marketing. And around that time was when social media for business r- really started spiking, and which is where you and I connected. We're working together with uh, with Buddy Media. I started just learning more, got more knowledge when it came to copywriting, asset creation, and ultimately social media management for Sorok Vodka, for Revolt TV, helping with Mr. Combs, and just a fast track. What I was doing for Combs Brands, I saw an opportunity to do for Mr. Combs himself at Mm -hmm. the time he had, he had cameramen, he had content, but there was nobody that was managing that process of just all the content that was being created, but also helping him strategize um, and publish. So that's where I saw an opportunity to grow from managing the brands to working with the man himself.
1: Wow. So. You went from learning so much, absorbing so much, applying so much, and then—is it Mr. Combs? Diddy? I, I again, I want to know the formality here.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we for all intents purposes, we, we could say Diddy. Okay. He, he recently changed changed his his uh, middle name to Love, so it's Sean Love Combs.
1: But for all intents purposes, we could just roll with Diddy okay with, with diddy. Okay, <laughs> okay. you're saying mr combs i'm like oh what am i doing he's gonna find me he's like eric it's mr combs so with that he not- so he noticed your skill set right it's like yeah. it wasn't you went to him or was it like did you say hey diddy i've been doing all these great things we've been doing all these great things the team and i to elevate your brands you have a brand yourself yeah, as an individual i can help you take it to the next level what was that conversation like
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Honestly, it it was something where I had to force my hand to expose my skill set and the things that I could bring to the table, his table. And there was a, his last album slash mixtape, this was uh, I think like 2015, something like that. That I, I would say was the moment that I shot my shot. It was when he was on a press run in New York City. So he was stopping at like radio stations, he was hosting listening events he was in the office Mm -hmm. a lot i was working on like the digital pr side of things and just kind of social media just tracking analytic data pickup so the opportunity that i stepped in was to be able to share that information with him in real time i had a lot of great relationships with with websites blogs etc so i was giving him like real time analytics real-time pickup on the album, real-time sentiment on the album mm-hmm. and ultimately uh, also helping his content team organize the assets that were being uh, published throughout the course of the day, the, the recaps uh, for, for the events, et cetera. So I think that once he, just the way that I was aggressive about getting the, the information in front of him with the intent to inform the team with strategy. That was based on the analytics that we were seeing and the feedback that was coming in. I think that really piqued his interest, and that just showed that that this is a skill set, this is a th- this is something that's missing in the current team right now, and which is something that I saw months previous to the to the album. So, if anything, I, I saw an opportunity to step in, and mm-hmm. that that album presented just the perfect window of opportunity to step in. and and show what I could do and bring to the table at a moment so pivotal like an album release
1: yeah absolutely and that window like an opportunity I imagine even though you're in his orbit that opportunity to present yourself that hey I'm the glue where I can connect the dots of all these disparate pieces in your orbit to make a a very compelling case to get news or this album in front of the intended fan it it was so great Um, and also so fleeting that you said to yourself like again I'm Carlos, I'm going to do it. I'm going to present myself. I'm going to show all the hard work and and what I can bring to the table. So, what's your piece of advice for people who are listening who are in this who are in the same situation you were back in 2013 to 2015?
0: Yeah, yeah. Before I answer that question, I just want to just note too that I mm-hmm. wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten that opportunity if it wasn't for people that that believed in me. So, I just want to give a big uh, shout out and salute to Aubrey Flynn, who, 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 was, my, who was my mentor. Somebody who, who really opened up the door for me to, to do what I'm doing now. But again, it, it was through his just championing me and also putting in, in a good word with Mr. Combs that allowed me to to be in those rooms and to, and to perform and show what I was, what I was about. So just wanted to, to say that, but, but yeah, I think that my advice to somebody at, during that time, I think that it would really be to collect all of your knowledge. Everything that you learned, everything that, that you could bring to the table and, and and really just put it to use proper preparation of the rest Mm -hmm. prevents poor performance and when you, you have to act on your intuition, there's certain moments in one's career that either you can elevate through it, through taking action or you can let your nerves get the best of you and you sit on the sidelines. So I think that in that case, obviously. I'm dealing with a high caliber indi- individual, somebody who's, who can be a little bit polarizing at times, <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it worked out for the best, man. And I think that my advice would really just be to use every bit of your knowledge and, and add that to every bit of just grit and, and just go for it because the worst that could happen is it, it doesn't work out or it works out the way it should. So I, I think that being assertive being, again, just keeping all your knowledge close to you and applying every bit of it as well Mm -hmm. as just being assertive. that you can't really, can't really lose. You're only going to land where you're supposed to be.
1: No, I, I love that. I love that. It's applying your knowledge, being persistent, being tenacious, believing in yourself. The other thing that I picked up from what you were saying, you said you have these relationships with blogs and other media outlets are relationships, so moving into Switching gears, moving into No Sleeping in the Trophy Room, love to Mm -hmm. get how that started, how that came about. Because it seems like it was, you applied the knowledge as well as the relationships you've cultivated over the past, say, 10 years or so.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And the beautiful thing about No Sleeping in the Trophy Room is that the foundation of it was built on just the, the conversations that I was having behind the scenes with industry, you know, professionals, creatives, entrepreneurs, people who we were like, meeting with in passing and people that I, I was talking with, but just didn't really have the time to share their stories. Like neither them or I had the time to mm-hmm. even share the stories or share the knowledge, but, so no me in the trophy room was really just founded off of those kind of conversations. So it started as industry insider talk pro tips, sharing motivation, experience and truth. Now we're going into season four on revolt TV. That has, and the basis of the show has evolved the elements, which I just mentioned, motivation, experience, and truth Mm -hmm. will always be the foundation. But now it's taken a, like an active element on as well. Art imitates, uh, life. So getting active fitness has been a major role in my life as for the past, like two (laughs) or three years. So now Mm -hmm. the show this this next season, which is coming out this, this summer, I would say by like. About July, August, it'll be out. You'll see that. So there's always the fundamentals there of just entrepreneurial gems, pro tips, marketing, real life, mental health. But now we're also getting into fitness and things that kind of keep us keep us afloat. Obviously, the pandemic and just everything put us put a big emphasis on health. We, we had to include that in the mix. So um, really looking forward to, to to this new season. But also, it's amazing to look back to see how this show started and how it's growing. But it's all, it all stems from that place of just conversations that were less heard.
1: Conversations that were less heard. Can you give us a, a sense or a semblance of the, that common denominator between your guests? Like what, some of the stories that they're telling or better yet, their origin stories to where they are today.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A lot of the people that I, that I talk with um, really do move the, the, the needle on culture. And, and some people do it behind the scenes and some people do it, through just the people that they work with, right? Somebody like who I spoke with last last season, Upscale Vandal. T. He's somebody who does global marketing campaigns with, with Puma. He works with worldwide artists like Jay Balvin, Pusha T, just Pharrell. He works with with Jay-Z. His uh, his the way he carries himself is very low-key. He's very he's a low-key guy. And I feel like there's other people <laughs> that I've spoken with that you may not know them personally, their work or who they work mm-hmm. with. So I think that it's just been a variety of, of folks, but I think that, and I think I'm sidetracking right now. Would you mind and asking me that that original question? I feel like I'm sidetracking. Sure.
1: No no it's okay. So in terms of the, the guests that you've had over the say the 3 4 seasons that the show's been on, mm-hmm. what's the common denominator between oh, the guests it. that you've been talking to? The so cuz I poked I pulled out you know, after watching some of the episodes some some similarity in the origin stories, but I'd love to hear from your words what your perspective is yeah. on the guests and how they interrelate with one another. Yeah.
0: So what it is at its core is just really the the unconventional approach to to their to the industry. I feel like everybody, mm-hmm. everybody had different ways of getting it. But one thing is for sure is that nobody was given all the tools to get to where they're at. So I feel mm-hmm. like that is the common denominator. Like we're, we're all here at this point, at this very moment in time, but how did you get here? Because none of us were given all the tools, all the keys to get in here. Mm-hmm. This was all a gradual, just a gradual push to get to this very moment in time. So I feel like the one umbrella that we all get under with the people that I speak to on no sleeping mm-hmm. in the trophy room is really just that is the unconventional approach to where we are now, and that that places has landed these people just work, like I said before, just working with world class talent, world class mm-hmm. marketing campaigns, but we all had a different way of getting here.
1: Gotcha, because because it's, it's and I imagine you experience this too, because you're in the social media realm. Uh, and if you're not following Los on Instagram, I highly recommend. I'll I'll plug it when I post this episode. Talking about motivation, the guy is running three, five, seven tons of miles per day, <laughs> and I'm here sitting on my couch, like sweating, thinking about running. And this guy is already before seven o'clock has run all these miles. List. Highly motivational. You, you talk about this unconve- again, the unconventional means to the ends of where these people are in the social media world. You go on Twitter, you go on LinkedIn. You hear about the beginning and you hear the end. You don't really hear about the middle. And I think that in in terms of the process, I think that's what you're pulling out of your guests is tell us about the process of where you started to where you are now. And what the other thing that I pulled out, you know, is, is some of that common denominator or that, that common trait is it, it, and it goes back to no sleeping in the trophy room. I'm not going to rest. I'm not going to get complacent. I'm not going to rest on my laurels, just because I got to this place. It's just one step on the mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm still going. Mm-hmm. I'm still going, and, and I love the interview with it with Angela Yee, Breakfast Club 105.1. Great interview. Right. So Angelie, and these are people that. So yes, there are some people you may not have heard of, but you may know you may know their work or the people they work with or the personality like Angela Yi. What's one or or maybe two nuggets of wisdom that you pulled out from one of these conversations that you apply to your daily life?
0: Man, I, I would say there's one specific too that that just always sticks in my head is is one that I had with founder of of uh, Global Music Imprint, collect, Creative Collective, selection. Mm-hmm. My buddy Joe Kay from Solection. We had a conversation and he said something like, don't, give me one sec. He said, work harder than your situation. And to me, it, it, that just rings bells in my head, work harder than your situation because your situation can always change. A- a- mm-hmm. And sometimes your your situation may depict your work ethic or sometimes your feelings may be involved and in, that will depict your work ethic. But as long as you work harder than your situation, you'll always surpass anything that's trying to to stop you. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Work harder than your situation, it's okay. Something else that that I think that sticks out to me Let me see here. There's just a few things that kind of stick out, man. There's just so many to pick from. I Mm -hmm. I think that, let me see here. Give me one sec. I want to really give you a good one, man. Man. Now I'm thinking too much.
1: (laughs) I know. It's like so so many conversations, so many great people. It's like hard to pick. It's like picking a favorite child. Okay, which one is?
0: Nah, for real, because I really enjoyed like, to bring up upscale vandal again, like we, mm-hmm. we had a conversation and I feel like what, how we left the conversation, I was motivated by just the, the health aspect of just how we, we broke down just nutrition and in like inner city and in like inner cities and just how the foods that we find in the inner cities, just, so we were talking about like healthier food options and just mm-hmm. lifestyle decisions that could motivate others. So it's like the outside of the the business conversations. I feel like that there's other elements to be inspired by that are rooted in just lifestyle decisions. But yeah, I would say Joe K's work harder than your situation. I think that my conversation with Upscale Vandal and just our, uh, our lifestyle decision conversation was really motivating because um, that situation is across the country. And I think that it just really, there's just a lot of gems in that conversation.
1: No, a- a- excellent, excellent, and the the other thing that I noticed as you po- you post the episodes from Revolt on YouTube on Instagram, are the guests who feel motivated, who are thanking you for putting on the spotlight on them to allow them to tell their story to what you're saying. These unconventional stories are now coming to the fore because of the platform that you created, which is tremendous, and that ties into the premise of my show here on Unworthy for Thirty is speaking to people like yourself, Carlos, who are doing good and giving back while pursuing success, knowing that these concepts aren't mutually exclusive. You're not working, I, I'm, it would be wrong for me to say you're working a nine to five day, you're working longer than that, but you're not saying, okay, once, you know, I check out for the day on my day-to-day work, I'm, then I'm gonna think about, okay, how can I give more? How can I do better or give back? It's, it seems like the way that you're approaching No Sleeping in the Trophy Room and No Sleeping Running Club, also follow No Sleeping uh, Running Club on Instagram, yes is um is is again, this convergence. Looking at the Venn diagram of your life is, okay, I'm gonna do good while pursuing success. Is that an accurate assessment? You wanted to make sure that these all mash up in what you're doing?
0: Yeah, I think that, and you mean like as far as like the club or like the club and, and the episodes or you mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, the club, the episodes, anything that you do professionally, It seems that you're infusing this goodness, this give back, this. How can I be of service to others?
0: Yeah, it's very important because for for me, I know that the only way I got here is through somebody trying to do good and put others put others on and to share the information. And I feel sometimes the industry can be very catty. Sometimes people like to Mm -hmm. hoard information. Some people, Mm -hmm. some people are like that, but I'm not, and that's not the way that I got here. So I think that just out of respect for, out of respect for. For my OGs and the people who brought me into the game, and and honestly, the love that yeah. I have for this game, whether it's whether it's hip hop culture, marketing, entrepreneurialism, I, I have a deep love for this thing, and and I think that the only thing that I can do to to give back, let's just say, is share the information that got me here, and also to just empower the next generation of creatives, of entrepreneurs, anybody that I can talk to anybody that finds motivation, whatever it is that I do, because I'm just doing what I feel is right. Mm. But when I, there's a few kids that, that, that I mentor that I I know that like I'm saving them a bunch of time by just keeping, keeping it real with them and sharing information with them or trying to put them in, in a position with certain insight. So I think that, yeah, mm-hmm. whether it's for certain photographers that I kind of just mentor or certain people in the running club that that we're breaking milestones, where we're seeing people have personal life breakthroughs through the running club. People who are losing weight, mm-hmm. people who are their 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 marriages are better because they're fit. They have something to do with their partner. Or I have a a kid who's made the most money he's ever made in in, in in a month before, and it's only because he's getting booked now through certain work and certain chain of events happen when you get active and you work with the right people. And I just think that it's just important to. To help people out so yes i do infuse a certain amount of goodness when it comes to everything that i do because the most important thing you could do man for me is it be is, is be of service
1: yeah. you know 100 and and you mentioned mentoring how did that come about
0: it, it it came about because as i said before when when i was like day to day with mr combs and we were like really moving around kind of state to state for for one thing or another I always Mm -hmm. met people who were like aspiring to do whatever it is that we were doing, whether it was content coverage, people who had brands that needed advice or people who were just voicing their aspirations to us. I always kept in contact with people when you just never know who is going to be what, when, and at the same time, you Mm -hmm. just always want to be a good person because that's just the way blessings come around. And that's just the way you want to keep it your karma. Right? So. I I always Mm -hmm. kept good relationships with people, no matter who who they were. The people who I did keep up with, who kept up with me, eventually we just formed a natural mentoring relationship. But mentoring is is something that I feel like I do naturally as far as just giving game to people and and trying to help out where I can. It's Mm -hmm. important for me. Again, this culture is something that, not something that I just work in. This is like my life. This is what I was raised in. This is how, Mm -hmm. this is an arena that, you know, we not only just take what we need, we don't just come down, take the flowers and leave. We throw down seeds, we throw down water, we grow mm-hmm. new flowers. We, and for me, that, that's how we extend the shelf life of whatever it is that we're
1: doing. Uh, excellent. And to that, when you're gauging the success of any of the projects uh, that you're working on, what is that, again, bring it back to digital and social media, what is that KPI yeah. for you? Yeah,
0: I, th- I think the KPI for me is just when when you see things just evolving naturally when, for me, if it's the show, no sleeping in the trophy mm-hmm. room, if if the feedback that I get from the people who have seen me grow this thing before anybody cared, changes, then I know we did something. If people care about what you're doing and they're following up with you, they, it, it, it's working. Or for the running club, if I see more people, more new people walking through these doors, more people growing. Our, our audience is going up. There's more opportunities for brand collaborations. If certain things just evolve seamlessly, then I know that, you know, it's working the same way we gauge uh, success on Mr. Combs' uh, social platforms. Once we see positive sentiment, positive audience mm-hmm. growth, positive engagement, once we see these things on the back end, that's how we, mm-hmm. that's how we, we scale. And that's how we, also just gauge performance and gauge success. When you see these positive numbers, positive views are growing. It's just, it, it, those are my KPIs. And and th- th- don't get me wrong, I've had other things that I've tried to do in between now and then that didn't necessarily have growing KPIs and I was like, I guess we're gonna put this on the back market. <laughs> like anything else, man, you have to gauge it as you scale.
1: And the, and the only fear in life, and what I've grown accustomed to, you know, speaking with you and s- some other folks, like. Craig Dubitsky, who's this, the founder of Hello Products, is there's only fear of not trying. Mm-hmm. And you're always trying. You're always trying to evolve. You're always trying to tweak and refine what you're doing. Carlos, this has been a, a, an incredible conversation. i love for the viewers to check out your show. Where can they find or follow you as well as follow the show? Absolutely.
0: I'm on Instagram at Los Antonio L-O-S-A-N-T-O-N-I-O. And uh, the show, No Sleeping in the Trophy Room, is also on Instagram, No Sleeping. Sleeping in the Trophy Room, and you can catch it. You can catch the show now. You can see all the like past episodes. It's on Revolt TV's YouTube. They have all the seasons there, so just go to uh, Revolt TV, and then there's a playlist there for No Sleeping in the Trophy Room. The new season will be coming out this summer, so I would say at least by early early July, we should start hey. seeing some new episodes out. We've been filming now for the past. We've got some really great uh, guests on there. Uh, real wide spectrum, and just super excited to share these amazing stories. I, I, our goal is really just to level up the narrative every time, and to also just mm-hmm. diversify the offering, and to keep everybody keep everybody engaged and and also motivated. But but yeah, Monday nights at at 10 p.m. is is going to be when the episodes will be going out. Monday nights, probably starting in July. But follow me for more updates.
1: I love it. I love it. And and are you able to disclose or give a hint of some of the n- new guests yeah, yeah. for season yeah, four? Yeah, for sure,
0: man. So I have I have NFL cornerback wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. His name is w- uh, Robbie Henderson. He,
1: former New York Jet. Former
0: New York Jet. Got a chance to get in with him. We we worked out at Brandon Marshall's gym. I am athlete. And it, it was amazing. I also sat down with, with Jordan Sparks of of American Idol. I had a great conversation and work out with her. I'm slated to to get in with, I'm in New York now, obviously, and when I go back to Miami, I'll be getting in with Slim Jimmy from Ray Schremer. He, he has eight. an amazing story going on right now. He's also gearing up for for a boxing match. And I'm also getting in with with Tarzan, the real Tarzan, who is a, um, he, he's, a he's an animal enthusiast. He does a lot of, he does a lot of just animal, like activist work as well. But he's a, uh, that's going to be a very interesting episode. We're going to be doing an interview like in his sanctuary um, with all these animals. Okay. We're going to be, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting. There's going to be some animals coming into the trophy room, Eric. We're just trying to diversify the offering and, and there's no limits. There's no ceiling. So it, it's, right. it's just opening up the diaspora. for. But again, we're all united under this motivation, entrepreneurial spirit, sharing our experience, sharing our truth. With a little bit of fitness. So yeah, so th- that's what we got cooking at the moment. But you never know. Tune in and find out.
1: T- tune in and find out. Carlos, thanks again for your time. When I post this episode to all the listeners, I'll include links to Carlos's Instagram handle, to the show, so you can follow him, follow the show. And when the new season comes out in, in early July, it'll be very exciting. And more importantly, as you watch the episode, Carlos is open to feedback. Let him know what you think. And we'll go from there. Thank you again. Eric,
0: thank you so much. This is an amazing interview. This platform is amazing. I recommend that everybody just tune in. Eric, you've been a friend of mine for a number of years now. Congratulations on on your podcast platform. Man, this has been amazing, dude. Thank you so much for thinking about me when you you started this.
1: Of course. Thank you. And again, it's that whole, your whole um, premise, your whole value system, Carlos, is again, Uh, There's no difference between professional and personal life when it comes to doing good and giving back. You're not thinking about it as an afterthought. You're infusing it in everything you you do. And I imagine uh, the people who are listening to our conversation will take away some really uh, insightful and actual nuggets to include in their lives. Amazing.
0: That's all we can wish for.
1: Yes, we can all all wish for. (laughs) Thank you again.